0: Welcome to Narcissistic Music Disorder, episode ten.
1: Episode ten already, man, and and that's ten episodes. Scott, that? Are our actual episodes? That's not counting any bonus content we've kind of put together during this quarantine situation. Correct.
0: That is right.
1: Cool. So what's on? Uh, what's on the topic tonight?
0: Uh, we had talked a week or so ago, and you wanted to do one on our favorite concerts.
1: Yes, and and without. Being that guy, or you know, we try not to talk much about you know this uh this COVID 19 thing um on the show, but really live performances and concerts are something obviously that's been on everybody's mind a lot lately. So uh, I thought it would be fun if we could you know kind of have a discussion about some of the best concerts we've seen and kind of what the components are for us uh, that make that great live experience. So, yeah, we're uh,
0: gonna have to do a two parter.
1: I know. I know. I uh, I was thinking about it. I mean, you know, I've been going to concerts, you know, most of my life, uh, you know, from I think I was 12 maybe when I started going to concerts and then, you know, um, and through my adulthood here. So I, I think you're right. I think we're going to have to uh, maybe have another episode. It'll be fun, too, to see what people... Uh, write in or or, or discuss on their you know all
0: the comments on Facebook were there was a ton
1: yeah there's well and I hope to get more those are always so much fun um and I'm sure people will agree disagree uh you know the the concert landscape has changed so much from when I started to see concerts till you know until today obviously um so uh so let's dive right in let me start by asking you Scott do you remember what your first show was
0: My first show, uh, I believe, was at Lamar Park in Wyoming, Michigan. It was Huey Lewis and the News.
1: Oh man, really? Yeah. What what year would you say that was? Sports era. Oh, I was gonna say, was it sports? And I'm gonna
0: picture this or sports era somewhere in there.
1: And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right now and say it was a killer show.
0: It was.
1: Yeah, dude. I heard them years ago. They played in Muskegon, Michigan. On my hat, they were on on Muskegon Lake, and I was across the lake, sitting on the hood of my truck, and I could hear them, and, and they were killing it. They were great.
0: Wow. Yeah, that was. Uh, there they used to. I missed the shows at Lamar Park. There was a lot of good ones.
1: Wow, Huey Lou. I mean, to get Huey Lewis in the news in that sports era is a is a big deal because they were. You know, I mean, Huey and the gang were on top of, of everything then. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it's a cry of love there.
1: Who we've already discussed. Um, Audley Freed came up in a, pr- a previous episode, one of my favorite guitar yeah. players. Yeah,
0: there was a lot of great shows. I oh, um,
1: love that. would have uh, been
0: cool. I saw um, Chili Peppers and Goo Goo Dolls and Jewel. All this is there.
1: A, where, explain Lamar Park for, for folks it's like an me.
0: Outdoor, it's an outdoor venue that they used to have shows. And when I was a kid, there used to be rodeos and stuff there, too.
1: Cool. Was it akin, would you say, to, like, Muskegon? I don't know if you're familiar with Heritage Landing in Muskegon.
0: I'm um, not. But okay. it was, I mean, they'd get, like, they had uh, Cry of Love played there. The la- That's probably the last... I remember it being um, a bigger thing. Was was Cry of Love. Probably the early 90s, maybe mid-90s. Cool. Cry of Love was what, like 94?
1: Was it that late? Yeah, it it was. It was. I have it around 93, 94 in my mind, I
0: think. those type of bands were popular, like Brother Kane. Dude, uh,
1: uh, Brother Kane. Uh, oh, see, we're off well, off topic already, but I love Brother well, Kane uh,
0: too. Actually, I'm looking at a Brother Kane ticket stub from uh, March 1994 at Orbit the Orbit Room.
1: Room. I was there. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was there. Swear to God, I was there. And then. <laughs> and then tried to convince i think it was at the brother kane show that we left the brother kane show and i'm i'm, I'm sorry i'm embarrassed to say this is 19 what 94
0: 94 94
1: so forgive me but we i went with my band at the time you know and we then it, went over to the there was a strip club in that yeah. and we went over there and tried to convince the uh, the girls there that we had a record deal
0: Ah, you were 21.
1: (laughs) And the other thing was, too, this is no lie. The other thing is, I remember distinctly the next day at Grand Valley State, I I was in college. I went into class. I I was just in bad shape, man, bad, bad (laughs) shape. And um, I remember a girl going, I smell beer, and everyone's like, yeah, me too. And I realized it was me, and I was sweating.
0: (laughs) Oh, so man.
1: I got up and and I excused myself from that class. Yeah. Yep, I was at that ah, Brenda yeah. Payne show. So your first one <laughs> Sorry, nobody wanted to hear that, but um good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm real proud. Real real crowning achievement. But so your first concert was Huey Lewis in the news around the sports era. Yep. My first concert was Ted Nugent and Danny Spanos at the Elsie Walker Arena in about 1984 on uh, Ted Nugent's World Penetration Tour. Um, (laughs) And I was 12 years old. Holy cow. My mom, um, rest her soul, I miss her every day. Uh, She let me go with some older kids down the street um, because I was a, you know, she was a single mom. I was an only child. These guys were old enough to drive, I think. You know, they were probably 16 Uh, you know neighborhood kids i knew let me go with them and it was just uh well imagine 1984 ted nugent concert with Mm. i'm 12 with like three 16 year old guys in a you know a cutlass and you know (laughs) you you just anyhow you know (laughs) you know the rest of the story i
0: guess (laughs) so we've all seen dazed and confused
1: (laughs) exactly exactly right and um but i that was my first concert it was really cool you know um. At that time, I was definitely, and, you know, I, I've struggled with this already in my life, but, yeah, I was a, the first several Ted Nugent albums, you know, were really a big deal to me. I loved Ted Nugent uh, as a kid. Um, you know, like we've, I think we've even mentioned it on the show before. It's just sometimes too much for me now. Yes. Um, We did talk about it on a, a previous show. So, Ted Nugent, Um, now let's get into the meat and potatoes of... Some of the, since we both, I, I don't know how many concerts I've seen total. I've never added them up. Um, Me neither. A lot. Let's just say a lot. Um, let's get into some of the favorites, though. What were some that really, you know, knocked you back on your heels a little bit?
0: Um, Metallica at um, Ionia, the Metallica and Mud concert, it was called, kind of, because it rained. and
1: Was it the Black Album era?
0: Uh, yeah, I was in college, 1990, well, yeah, what was it, 94,
1: probably? So I would guess that would be around...
0: Yeah, it was June of, uh, I got the ticket right here, Friday, June 24, 1994.
1: I should have got my tickets, too. I should have them in my hand right now.
0: Um, uh, so. Some of them, I, I can't even read them anymore.
1: That's my, I still have the Nugent one. I still. <laughs> I, and I remember distinctly because my buddy goes you know, you're going to have to get a ticket. Yeah, sure. You know, I I don't know, I'm 12. I don't know if I mowed lawns or what I did, but I remember him going, dude, this ticket's so expensive. And I'm like, okay, you know, and it was $8.50 and he was <laughs> taken aback, like eight fifty, man. Can you believe that? And of course. Wow. But um, so you saw, what made the Metallica show so great?
0: Uh, just the atmosphere. Uh, it was just, everybody was, it was like uh, controlled chaos, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which that I was thinking about cool this. Anita
0: Strauss record.
1: Well, you know, when I was thinking about this today, um, the thing about concerts back then was it was that cool shared experience. Because remember, and here comes, you know, Grandpa John time, but <clears> everybody <throat> wasn't on their phones. You were all in it together. And you were, people were, you know, you'd get there and stand in line for who knows how long, um, and you'd be talking with your fellow, you know, it's just like we're doing right now. You'd be talking music with these dudes and where they're from. Yes, exactly. What, you know, what their favorite song is, who's their favorite member, you know, and the other thing we've, that certainly the heavy metal hard rock concert had when I was a kid, um. The girls and, and I've, I've for years wanted to write a song called Heavy Metal Girls because they would just the girls from my school, you'd see them at the Poison concert and it'd be like, oh, my God. You know, they went all <laughs> out, you know, <laughs> and so there was the heavy metal girls milling about, you know, and and the rocker dudes would be hanging. There'd be a guy with his trunk open and a case of beer and. You oh, know, yeah. So that was part of that, you know, the community. There's a a documentary called Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Have you ever? Oh yeah. It's about the parking lot of a Judas Priest concert, and and if you get a chance to check it out, it it will really tell you what it was like back then.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. uh, I saw it a few years ago. But there's another documentary out there um, that the guy did on heavy metal. I can't remember. If it was just called heavy metal, but it's like two parts, it's really good, too.
1: Well, at that time, you know, and I think even in this, certainly in the 70s and, you know, I think in the 70s is probably when the rock and roll concert became the event that we know it today, you know. I mean, you hear about the Beatles playing live and they'd be like, they play 25 minutes, you know, and and of course... It was a huge event, obviously, seeing the Beatles. One of my favorite stories I've heard over the years is that at Beatle concerts, this is no lie, you know, the guys after they were done playing and the the theater or whatever emptied out, there'd be someone mopping the urine off the floors because these little girls would (laughs) <laughs> wet their pants. They so wow. that's what it was like. There wasn't, uh. although I must say, even in my heavy metal concerts, I think I've seen a dude or two wet his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact when I saw <laughs> Ted Nugent in Kalamazoo, I watched a guy standing upright and then just completely snurf it, you know, face first <laughs> down a whole row of, of seats.
0: So, oh man.
1: So you yeah, the Metallica one sticks out in your mind as a good show just because of the whole. The controlled chaos feel of it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. That it was, you know, they were great. Um, uh, Hank Jr. and Waylon Jennings was a memorable one because
1: how my was buddies, Hank, How was Hank yeah, Jr.? Was,
0: they they were top of their game.
1: Oh, good. So Jr. because you can catch recordings of of both Waylon and Jr. Jr. more. He had some shows where he was barely keeping it together. You know, I mean, he yeah,
0: was... I think, I think they, this was a uh, a sober run for it was, um, let's see, Hank Williams Jr. with Waylon Jennings, Saturday, August 19, 1989, at the Palace of Auburn Hills. <sighs>
1: that would have been a killer. That would
0: I, have been a I was, I was front row.
1: Wow, really?
0: Yeah, me and my friend Kevin Carlson oh, we were that's front row. Pretty
1: sweet. That's, that's pretty sweet. I, um, you know, and so I, I, the new, gen- I got really lucky. Uh, my hometown, Muskegon, Michigan had the LC Walker arena and, um, in it's heyday. When I was a kid, I swear every, it seemed like every two weeks there would be a national touring sh- level band in there, you know, and I
0: saw rat and poison there.
1: I was at that show as well. That was the, a memorable
0: poison yeah, tour, the
1: rat poison tour. <laughs> And I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I, I've said this over the years and a couple of people have corrected me. But I, I know for a fact that the Elsie Walker Arena show was w- one of, if not the first arena show that Poison had done. Um, was
0: was that where they did they play hockey there as well?
1: Yes, that's where the Muskegon Lumberjacks played the Muskegon Mohawks right, okay. before that. And that's. That's a distinctly cool Midwestern thing is the concert hall hockey arena combo, you know, because you had in my hometown, you'd been there to see hockey games and then you'd go, the floor would be covered, the stage is at one end, you know, it's just, I can, I can remember, you know, the doors you get through, you know, security where they'd kind of lightly frisk you and, you know, mm-hmm. the guy, the guy with you would have a pack of marbles with a bunch of them taken out and joints put in their place, you know, and the guy went, oh, it's my smokes. And <laughs> and then you'd you'd run as balls out down the, you know, down the aisles in this hockey arena to get down to the floor and then run up and hang your arms over the barricade and and wait. Huh. And I, I can remember how much I liked watching just the, uh, you know, they would the roadies would come out and check the kick drum, you know. And everyone nope. would be cheering, you know, or yeah. or the guitar tech would play one big A power chord and everyone would cheer. And it was the whole experience of ramping up. And, and we didn't have this constant flow of information. We've talked about this in the past, too, where, you know, now rock and roll, it's like I get on social media and well, sure enough, there's, you know, I don't know, Sammy Hagar, you know, and he's making breakfast and here's... You know, (laughs) this person, and he's, you know, mowing the lawn. And back in our day, I had the album. I had whatever pictures were included in the record. And then, you know, I had Hit Parade or Circus, Cream, Metal Edge. I had my magazines. But this was going to be an opportunity to see it all in person. And that made it really special to me. And I loved rock and roll so much that, for me, it was like, you know, visiting the great and powerful Oz or something. You know, I mean, it was... (laughs) It was, and and I also grew up in a, a time where uh, the concert tragedy from Cincinnati, Ohio, at the Who show was still pretty fresh. I think that was eighty one, eighty two. So I remember my mother being concerned I would be trampled to death. That was a, a, a genuine concern. Festival seating, general admission, they called it.
0: Oh yeah, general admission. Yeah,
1: which is what you'd always get, right? Because you want to be down front. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for Metallica for me, um. I saw so many of those metal shows, you know. I mean, like I said, the Walker Arena had everyone from Rat, Poison, uh, Cinderella, Lynch Mob, uh, Quiet Riot a couple times. Uh, Cheap Trick came through town constantly because they're from Chicago. Um, Right. So a lot of great shows. I do remember um, I did see Metallica, 1991. They just replayed the concert on... uh, on Facebook, Metallica's Facebook page replayed the. Oh Mesquite yeah, show. I saw that. And and that was since I wasn't a super heavy metal dude. I you know I was more glam rock kind of guy or whatever. Um, I did. I remember thinking how powerful that band felt live. You know, it was powerful. Um, you know, Do I. Do you remember
0: who opened that show?
1: It was an evening with Metallica. No opening act.
0: Oh no! Opener
1: and they okay. may have even showed a little film before or something. I don't remember. I know that on that tour, Metallica did interviews from backstage, like they yeah, have a I microphone. Think they
0: did that on that tour. That's right.
1: And um, so that was really good. My most memorable concerts, I think, the best live band I, I have seen really in my time uh, is a band from Canada called the Tragically Hip, mm. and. Um, and I saw them uh, at the Orbit Room at Calvin College. Um, that was a great show. Social Distortion. I saw Social Distortion at um, and the Super Suckers. That was at the Orbit Room.
0: Yes, I was there.
1: That was a, a killer show for a number of reasons. I I love Social Distortion. I love Super Suckers. Plus, it just the vibe was so right. You know, they were such. Puff bands and they—it was just straight down the middle rock and roll. Um, yeah, so I good loved
0: California punk. Yeah.
1: just tore it up. And my other favorite thing was all the pre-recorded music. You know, like the songs they were playing before were classic country, like Hank Senior and you know, Jimmy Rogers and Merle Haggard. Yep. And so you know, you knew I—I I knew I was in the right place. You know. Yeah. Um. So some. how about some other good ones you've seen?
0: Um, some memorable ones, like um, I didn't, I couldn't really see because I was in the back, but I was at, I saw Anthrax at the Reptile House in uh, 1996. So it was John Bush era.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Who was an armored saint?
0: Yes. I yeah. cannot stand Joey Belladonna Anthrax. So
1: wait, 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 hold up. Yep. Did you? I, I got to make sure I got this part right. You cannot stand Joey Belladonna. The classic anthrax lineup is not for you.
0: Not for me. No
1: kidding. So Can't.
0: you're among Nails the living,
1: spreading the disease, none of that.
0: You're out. Nails on a chalkboard. No
1: sh- wow. wow. Can't stand so it. So much to learn. So much to learn about you. <laughs> um, so that was, Reptile House was a pretty small venue.
0: Yes, that was a great venue
1: to be seeing anthrax so forgive me and I, I i mean no disrespect this would be well 90s so this was august probably... 5
0: 1996
1: so you know that
0: and it was probably 100 degrees oh yeah and it was probably 120 in the reptile house yeah. they were spraying the crowd from the bar with the water
1: It was that bad. Wow.
0: It it was so hot.
1: I can remember that about concerts, too. I was thinking about that in the current climate we're in. Remember, you'd be packed in, and, I mean, wet, sweaty people right on you. Oh, yeah. People are spilling beer on you. People are, you know, it was just a a different time for sure. I can remember seeing, I saw Kiss uh, several times, but, yeah, I remember seeing Kiss uh, in 96 when they reunited, played Tiger Stadium. And it was blazing oh, hot. Yeah. And there were people in line, full, full kiss get ups. You know, they look like probably dudes from tribute bands, you know, in full. When was that? 1996.
0: That was Verve Pipe opening, wasn't it? No.
1: Um, no. It was Tiger Stadium, the opening acts. And and this was a memorable show because it was the local quote unquote band was Sponge. Oh. And then Allison really? Chains and Kiss. Oh, that's right. And Allison Chains, Lane Staley, literally stayed in one place. He didn't move. I think he was pretty junked out. Um, the wow. beauty for me was, I was a, already a Sponge fan, and they just tore it up. It was a great show yeah. for him. And then Allison Chains was good, but like I said, Lane was just in one place. He he looked pretty out of it. Uh, but oh man, I, I was Spong- on. The, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: A sponge used to play at this this bar in grand rapids um all the time
1: the, they were a great band
0: uh, a it was like a german themed place or something oh yeah that sounds off familiar from, Off from like alpine area somewhere that sounds out really there.
1: familiar to me someone will that hopefully someone House. will comment
0: i saw thought industry there too
1: oh wow there's a name i i, I i've heard of but i have not i'm not that familiar with the band
0: but, um, you know, some of the more memorable ones, too, for me, were like uh, Black Label Society, because I got to meet Zach.
1: And plus, that's just a brutal – that's a brutal show.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Black Label and – oh, man, I can't remember who opened. <sighs> I don't remember now. I still have my ticket somewhere, but um, that was cool because I got – I knew I knew Craig um, – from crowbar
1: oh is so, that how you got and in he exact.
0: was that yeah and he was playing drums for black label at the time oh and god
1: that would have been cool
0: so i yeah i went and talked to craig after the show and um and steve gibb barry gibbs um uh, kid wow cool <laughs> yeah he signed my poster sob i'm like uh what's sob he goes son, son of barry, barry
1: that's killer <laughs> Dude gets it, man. Dude gets it.
0: So wow. yeah, I got to go hang out with Zach for like half an hour or something. He and handed he's me a the dude too. He, yeah, he handed me a um oh, what's that really dark uh beer that he drank? A um Ah oh, shoot, I can't remember what it's really it's a dark beer and I don't it's not like Guinness
1: it. or Boddington? Oh no,
0: it's I can't remember what it was, but when Zach Wild hands he used to beer, drink a lot of Bax.
1: I remember he was a big Bax <laughs> drinker. Yeah, of course. I mean, I wouldn't now, but at one time I would for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the other thing about concerts, too, is when I went to a live show as a young man, there was something in me that was always like, but what if I could meet them? Or what if I see one of them? and And that would happen every once in a great while. Um, usually I would catch, it happened to me a couple times. One time was that kiss show and I was on the aisle and honest to God, walking like from the stage to maybe the sound booth or something was Jerry Cantrell. Wow. And I stepped out into the aisle. So I was facing him and I still don't know why people didn't mob him or didn't recognize him, but you know, you're going to say something cool. So what do (laughs) I do? I put my hand out and shake his hand and I say, Hey, good show. And he's like, hey, thanks a lot, man. And, and then off he went. And there was so much. <laughs> and the other time is it happened with a singer, a guy named Ray Gillen, yeah. uh, who's since passed away. But he was singing in Badlands with Jakey e. Lee. Oh, man. And they had opened up. It was Badlands and, pff, you know, Great White and Lita Ford. I don't remember what it was. But one of my friends will definitely comment and tell me who the, the bill was.
0: They played the Tesla.
1: They it, it, This was at L.C. Walk Arena, so that might have been. That might have been. I think they
0: played with Tesla at uh, Valdu Lakes.
1: Well, see, there were so many shows at L.C. that would be three bands on the bill. You know, I'd see Lynch Mob, Lita Ford, and Cinderella. You'd see Kiss, and it was Kiss and Badlands. Yeah. It was Kiss and Badlands. But anyhow, Ray was in the crowd, and I knew it was him. I went up to him. I wanted to say something cool (laughs) But you know you know me. Everybody who listens to the show and knows me knows I'm and anything but cool. And so I shook his hand and I said, and I quote, nice job up there. Like I was, you know, like I was some great – hey, good job, kid, or something like that. But um, So that was what I said. Uh, oh. But they, they were – that was my other thing is you'd go to a show – you know, I saw David Lee Roth in 1986. It was the Eat 'em and Smile oh, tour. The gosh. opening act in 86 was Cinderella, and they were really super good. I wow. I I loved getting I still love when I see a bill and it's really it's either really balanced, two bands that are similar, or it's really unbalanced where it's like the bands are so different, but yet there's this I either think, well, the band I love that's headlining must really like these guys. Which would be a case of like when the Rolling Stones took living color on you know out on yeah. tour. um so I liked that, and then I'd get turned on to that opening band, whoever and I mean I saw Tesla as an opening band I saw uh poison as an opening band I saw a lot of those bands would come through and and mm-hmm. and that's how bands uh, used to build a career you know Van Halen started out opening for Black Sabbath you know yeah. and and all those bands so it's it just the concert experience was a big, a big thing. In 1986, when I saw David Lee Roth, it it was a mind-blowing experience. Kalamazoo, Michigan, David Lee Roth, Cinderella, Billy Sheen, Steve Vai, Greg Bissonet, David Lee Roth. I mean, wow. big, big, big show, big production. Now at my age, I'm not so fond of the production. My last big concerts I saw I saw Motley Crue on the Carnival of Sins I'm on the DVD for anyone who who uh cares. I have it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm I'm on camera. Um, during Too Fast for Love, too old to be throwing the devil horns in the air and singing Too Fast for Love, but that's what <laughs> I'm doing. And then um I I saw so I saw that show and um that was a a, a pretty big production and then my buddy and I drove down to Chicago to see Iron Maiden. Wow. And that was, that was, I love, I either want a big production, you know, or nowadays I'm more apt to try to find the small club. Now I like a band in a club. Um, Yeah, for sure. And, and if we got into, you know, club concerts, I've seen some, I've seen, I've seen bands tear a club apart. I mean, just rock. And, you know, I saw a band called Slobberbone, um, at oh, the yeah. at the Rosebud in Grand Haven, they were so loud everyone laughed, but they w- <laughs> they just rocked, you know. And and you would get those, you know. I like a mid size, a small to mid sized venue these days. I like, you know, I like a intersection for my big room. Um, you know, that's about as big as I, I. I don't go to football stadiums to watch concerts. You know
0: the the new um club at the intersection the middle one Is
1: that elevation?
0: Elevation. Yeah, that one is, is beautiful. the sound in there is amazing.
1: I played that room um with uh but well, listen to me. I played that room, but anyhow I did play there and I remember the sound was really good and it was just a nice vibe. I really enjoyed myself. Um I I loved the old intersection. I saw the old 97s, I saw Slobberbone, I saw the Derailers. I the list goes on and on you know um, Yeah. that was a great old funky room too um
0: the old be... hallway intersection
1: yes yeah the, yeah the east town
0: next to mulligans
1: <laughs> yeah it was a it was a hole in the best of ways um yeah. i saw some really good you know i've seen sponge in rooms like that um i i do love that vibe of seeing a band in a a, a good intimate environment but I still need them to have enough room where they can do their work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes you see a band and they're jammed in this little corner somewhere and you can tell you, I've heard people say it like, man, I'd like to see them in a bigger place.
0: You know, remember that club on, um, on, uh, Oh, what street is that on? It was called the rockers on Plainfield.
1: Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw, um, Lillian Axe there.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh. That was a really cool show. What was Got the... to hang out with them after the show.
1: That's a big thing for me too. The hangout. Yep. I like to hang out. I want them, you know, I, I, I'm not going to probably pay for a meet and greet. I don't think I'm no. I'm that into that, but there would be, you know, there's nothing cooler than the dudes in the band coming out, you know, shirts soaked with sweat, beer in their hands, you know, and they're just, they're just hanging, you know, I, yeah. I, I like that sort of thing a lot. Um, when I was a kid in 1986, I saw um, White Snake, I'm sorry, 87, White Snake and Great White and maybe White Lion, <laughs> mm. the to whites together, um, at the castle, Castle Farms in Charlevoix, Michigan.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And I remember seeing these girls I went to school with, and they were, you know, hair to heaven, dresses as, you know, as short as they could be, you know, the whole thing. And they were going backstage, and I remember thinking, "Oh, cool! You know, I want to go back there." And well, dude, guess what? <laughs> I wasn't getting back there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and the other thing about the live concert experience for me too was um was the fantasy, the classic. I call it the uh, Keith Moon fantasy, where someone in the band is sick, and yeah, they, they put the call out, and you know, of course, they have a left-handed guitar somewhere that they just carry in case they need it. And they're like, you know, hey, man, we need somebody. And who knows the songs? And I go, I know them all. Come on up, you know, And their arms. Well, I hope, you know, it's my hope that we're not going to lose. We've already lost that experience. Cell phones and et cetera, et cetera. We've lost it. You know, people won't engage anymore. Yeah. Um, I noticed that at concerts now, people won't even put their arms in the air. And I can remember, like pounded my fist in the air for a whole concert oh yeah you know and if and people won't do that they'll hold their phones everybody now is concerned with getting the best photo and the best video that's all they care about like look at this picture I took on my phone of this person and listen to this video I got all this great video and they're missing the the moment you know yeah Scott, am I? Old? I try not I got to take
0: old. too many pictures at shows.
1: I, you know, I'll take a few. I love to catch my friends, you know, bands, or uh, uh, if there's a killer band on the bill, I want to. But yeah, I, I kind of want to engage and be there a little bit too. And then I'll, I'll regret it sometimes. I mean, I saw, yeah. um, I saw a, a band I really like called Six String Drag at the Tip Top, and I really wish I'd got video of them, um, just because they're one of my favorite bands and they were really good but i wanted to be there in it too you know yeah. i, I want to be in it so i'm but it
0: is it is cool though like you know when you meet the band and um and then and they're really cool
1: oh god there's nothing better
0: cuz i do you remember in in the grand rapids area back in gosh it was in the in the 90s probably there was this show video show on like public access TV, and this uh, girl, Crazy Kelly, she went by.
1: No, we didn't get it in Muskegon.
0: Okay. Um, we got it here, and I would watch it all the time because she showed, like, basically the headbangers ball type of videos.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: And I won tickets on there to see and meet Typo Negative
1: Black, 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 Black No. So- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I got to see typo with um oh uh, um ah shoot I can't remember the name of the band um another New York band they sing the song weeds huh. uh life of agony oh there yeah you go. yep gotcha and I got to meet all of them so that was cool
1: he's he's passed away Peter Steele yeah for typo were they, they were cool.
0: They were very cool. I need
1: that. I need my... They were hilarious, actually. (laughs) The flip side is when you get that opportunity to kind of interact with one of those people and they're complete, you know, assholes. George Lynch. It'll soil you. It'll just ruin it for you. You know what I mean? George Lynch. Oh, was he... He? um, I remember he was a little like that uh, when they came to town and we opened for him. I didn't kind of get too excited but my buddy uh, is a big fan, and I said, "Hey, George, you think you know? I can get a picture of you and my buddy." And he was somewhat cool about it, but seemed a little put out too. And it's like, "Yeah, bro, you're in a bar right yeah. now, you know? Um, you know, there's a perch special, dude, and you know,
0: <laughs> you know." Fred Durst.
1: Yeah, well, I I can't imagine I'd put too much time into meeting Fred Durst, but
0: yeah, I met him twice because. I was backstage for uh, Clutch and Limp Bizkit and Seven Dust Show.
1: And and backstage is a unique environment too. That's a you know that's sacred ground too. And there's always something cool about about that. And, and you know I don't know what it's like now. Now there's the paid meet and greet. Right? You buy for five hundred dollars, you can stand in front of a screen with the guys in the band, and they'll sign yourself. Seems kind
0: of dirty to me.
1: Well, it's not as or, it's not as organic as you'd like it to be. You know, and I don't, it's not I don't like exp- it. It's not the experience we're looking for. I want you unguarded. I want you, you know, if I can catch you sitting there just chatting, that's cool, but I don't need to be moved along. If you look
0: if you look at the average meet and greet price, it's from what I've noticed, it's about 125 bucks,
1: and and, and you know, good on And because, that does
0: not include your ticket to the show.
1: Well, the business has changed so much now that these guys got to get a revenue stream somewhere because they're not making it from selling records. Uh, ticket prices are are funny, and there's a, they don't get a lot off that like they used to. Merchandise isn't even as big as it used to be. So I get it. I get it from the financial standpoint, from the fans' uh, perspective. It, it's like you said. It's a bit. It feels a little greasy from time to time. Yeah. Um. So that's the hard part. And there's so you know the the thing is we're kind of moving up to the end of the show here. And there's so many. We are gonna have to make this a.
0: We're gonna. It's gonna have to be part two.
1: There's gonna have to be because there's so much stuff I I haven't touched on in that. It, you know, we're talking about concerts and kind of our our favorite experiences and stuff. But there's so much. I mean, the some of the stuff you see in the live concert. There's nothing. I like more than when, I mean, I don't want to see a band completely suck, but, you know, if someone right. bums a note or, I mean, I remember seeing Vi miss a note and Billy Sheen laugh at him, you know, and, and, and I like that. I want it to be live. That's why if someone's got, you know, pre recorded this and backing track that and every, all of a sudden it's like, well, dude, I need the element of danger. I need to know that something could go wrong and we're all here and we might get the only night of it. You know, it might be the one night that, you know, everyone gets stuck in their pod, you know, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, or the, you know, I know Paul Gilbert's famous story is when he got, you know, they were playing with Rush and Mr. Big was opening for Rush and he got the drill caught in his hair. Oh, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's that's what live is, is anything can happen. Um, And that's what that's what I think is so appealing about concerts. And I think that's why the live events, um, that we have to protect them any way we can, because that's where true magic happens. You know, uh, the black crows, you know, I saw the crows and, and, um, again, my, a friend of mine was like, I don't, he's changing all the melodies. It doesn't sound like the record. I liked that they were taking things somewhere else, you know?
0: Yeah. I think I've seen the crows seven times and they're, great every time
1: they're great and and you know what i'm not a a hippie jam band guy i don't want 45 minutes of you know noodling over these two chords but if you can take it somewhere you know i've seen the allman brothers and they take it somewhere the crows or you can go somewhere with it i'll take the ride with you for sure you know because it's the live experience so we we're gonna have to scott there's no choice we're gonna have to double this up so we might have to have another episode on this for sure I I encourage everyone to comment, share some of their concert memories, um, tell us great venues. You know, there's so many great venues we haven't talked about. You know, classic rooms to see a show. So um, this might
0: be multiple parter.
1: Exactly, (laughs) we're gonna have to. Which would be fun. You know, it'll be fun (laughs) after get some comments too. Hear what people. I know there's a lot more for us to talk about, and we just don't have time in the show. Today, but we we definitely will come back to it. Um, so let me before we we hang up here uh, on the show. Let me ask you, Scott. What's is what's the top best show you've ever seen? Was it Metallica?
0: Um, I would have to say Black Label Society. Okay, is I... the best show I've ever seen because he's been my hero since '87, and I got to see him and meet him. And like I did, I comment. Somebody commented on. A show on Facebook that they cried after the show. They were so, you know. Yeah, my and I, I said there's no shame in that. I cried for ten minutes straight after I got in my car and met Zach. Yeah, my
1: (laughs) wife bawled when she saw John Mellencamp. Bawled so much that the woman standing next to me had binoculars. We were at Pine Knob, and the woman (laughs) had brought binoculars. Pulled them off, handed them to me, and said, "Make sure give these to her." So she can see the show. I mean, this woman was like, this is more important to her than even it is to me. So mine oh, well. would be, I would say mine was probably that tragically hip show at the Orbit Room. Um, it was on the Phantom Power Tour. It was just a great vibe, great community. Uh, the people from Canada are, are always so kind. And um, and it was just, I, I there was a magic that happened there that night. And, um, and uh, certainly on upcoming episodes, we'll discuss more of this concert stuff. Um, because it's, to me, it's the foundation of, of rock and roll. You know what I mean? It's yep. you can, you can make great records, man, but you got to get out and deliver them live too. That's the beautiful thing to me. So, um, I appreciate talking to you, buddy. I miss you so much. I miss being in the same room with you.
0: Yeah, me too. Um,
1: we'll get through this and I know it'll, it'll happen sooner than later. We'll be sitting next to each other and, and doing the cast. Um, I want to thank everyone who commented, listened, shared, um stay with us yeah, man. we'll
0: get to some of your comments on the next show hopefully
1: yeah yeah i think we will and there have been some great exchanges with everybody um with all the disorderlies and uh and i just love it it's what i live for and and it really makes me feel connected to other human beings and and to the community at large so um thank you all so much for all the continued support scott what are you leaving us with tonight what do you got
0: I'll be your chauffeur on a midnight drive. It takes a miracle just to survive.
1: All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone.
0: See you.